Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. I got a little ahead of myself there. We do watch <laughs> Shudder, Michelle. Every time I intro, you do get ahead of yourself. Every I just, time you're like, I'm so excited. I've, I forgot. <laughs> I need. Why am I not talking? The podcast has started. Why am I not talking? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. Have I forgotten to speak? How much silence has there been? <laughs> oh no. It's, okay. it's this is unacceptable. I have to make sounds come out of my face immediately. Ugh. <laughs> as long as they're oh, not sounds could... coming out of other places. <laughs> well, I'm you know ups and downs. You never know how that's going to turn out. Could be good, could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in, yes, this is how we always are. <laughs> Hello, yeah, welcome. We're Thanks just for checking real out. weird. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if it's your first time tuning in, uh, thank you for checking out the show. Uh, we'd love to know how you found out about it. Maybe shoot us a quick message on one of our social medias uh, or an email. We'll give you all the details on that at the end of the show so you don't have to worry about it right now. But uh, hi, uh, we watch Shudder. That's why the show is called We Watch Shudder. Do you know what Shudder is, Michelle? Tell them what Shudder is. I do. Shudder is a horror and horror adjacent streaming service. And we like it and we watch it and then we talk about it. Hence the name. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Uh, they get exclusive distribution for some movies, and they help produce some movies that are Shutter originals. And we watch those originals and exclusives. We've got a brand new uh, Shutter original, I believe, this week. Michelle, is that not correct? Yes, a Shutter that is correct. Original. Uh, talking about a film called The Unheard. Michelle, what did you know about The Unheard before we sat down to watch it today? I knew that we talked that I would intro this episode. (laughs) 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 Immediately flip-flopped. I'm just like, you take control. Anyway, The Unheard. I had not heard, unheard anything about it besides seeing the poster. I knew nothing. Yeah, I uh, I didn't know anything uh, about the movie at all. I, I knew that it was uh, directed by a fellow named Jeffrey A. Brown, who also made a, a Shutter original a few years back called The Beach House. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen The Beach House, uh, but I have now seen The Unheard. Uh, and so that's what we're talking about, Shutter Original here today. Sometimes we will read a description as it's prepared on the Shutter website or on IMDb. Sometimes those descriptions are super spoilery, and it makes us wonder why would anybody put this description up here and give all that stuff away. Uh, and today uh, we're gonna read half of the description. Yeah. There are we argued there are, about the second yeah, sentence. We yeah we were like, <laughs> is it? too much is it not too much and from michelle's perspective of knowing literally nothing here's what i will tell you if you've seen the trailer for this film which i did see the trailer uh Mm -hmm. then you will not have anything spoiled for you by the description that you would have had spoiled by the trailer but michelle like a smart person uh who loves and respects this podcast unlike me who's just (laughs) here for the glory uh, she took it seriously, didn't see a thing, and there are definitely things here that would have been spoilery for her. So yep. we're going to read, there's two sentences, I'm going to do this from the IMDB website, uh, because they do it in two separate sentences, and that gives me a convenient place to stop. Uh, and so here is the description of the unheard today's Shutter original. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clo- <laughs> Here we go. 
Chloe Graydon undergoes an experimental procedure to restore her hearing. Period. That's the movie we're watching today, guys. I honestly like that because medical horror is one of my favorite (laughs) subgenres. So to me, I'm like... Do they wake up on the table and they're paralyzed and they don't know and they're still expi- uh, doing uh, surgical procedures on them? That's terrifying. Is it that kind of yeah. movie? It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> it might be. Maybe. Might be. I don't know. We're going to find well, out, we sh- guys. You should know because we should have both watched the movie by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, Michelle, the people listening don't know. Oh, unless yeah. they also watch the movie before. Well, that's true. Out the if they if yeah. they're ahead of us, uh, some of you probably watched the movie already. Some of you are are probably weirdly waiting to dis- hear how we felt about it before you watch it. That's silly. Just go watch the movie if you think you're going <laughs> to watch it. Uh, if you don't like scary movies, Michelle, we like to tell people. Uh, uh, well, let's. Uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. Why don't we? Yeah, hit, you got like uh, a everybody. checklist of things to go through, and you're just getting through all of them without like actually. You're like, I got to cross this off the list. Talk about the social media, but later. But first, <laughs> but now before we do that, let's do this. <laughs> I just got back. I just Speed got back run. from taking the dog for a walk, and anytime I take the dog for a walk and get all that fresh air and oxygen and a little bit of physical exertion, it makes me. Feel Gross. like a completely different person, I know, right? Gross. Here's the one thing we know for sure. We can never record one of these immediately after I walk the dog again. <laughs> the dog <laughs> rubs off on me. He's, you... <laughs> he's, he's very excitable, and he's like, I got to do all the things, all the things. And I think it just, you know, I kind of... I kind of imprint onto the dog a little bit, and then I get You're excited, so chipper, do all the things. And I... I know that you got way in a better headspace after losing a toe and now you're going for walks and getting in a really good headspace. Is there a relation? Is there something about your feet that makes you just feel better? Uh, maybe I guess I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, they're, they're very, we could be onto something here. Uh, I think it's a combination (laughs) of, I think it's a combination of weirdness in my feet uh, and uh, this dog. This dog is very, very weird. I'm, uh, my mom's dog is living with me now, guys, because mom's having medical issues and, and seeing doctors and stuff, so I'm taking care of the dog. And this dog, let me tell you, some days he's the best thing that ever happened to me, and some days I want to throw him out in the goddamn snowbank, this little shit. Yeah, Welcome you. the dog ownership. Looking at you, <laughs> buddy. Anyway, I had a got really, really good... Here. I, I had such a good segue, but it would have been a spoiler segue. So I'm just going to like, oh. I would like credit that I would have had a very good segue to get back to the point about talking about the movie, but I did okay. not say it because it would have given away too much, but I just uh, need you to know that I had a very clever segue that I did awesome. not use. I will, I will believe you. And maybe when we Thank get you. into the spoilery part of the show, if you remember what the segue was, we can talk about it. I have already but. forgotten. I just remember it was very good. <laughs> oh, right on. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Well, in that case, then, Michelle, something we like mm-hmm. to start out doing is telling people our spoiler-free thoughts on the movie that we were talking about today. So, brand yeah, new do. Shutter original just released to the public today, The Unheard. Michelle, hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts. 
Well, a couple episodes ago, um, I had come up with this thing where sometimes I don't like a movie, but I want to be very honest about it. But I don't want to be a dick because I feel like the people involved, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I do want to be honest about how I felt about something. And in those cases, I would give the movie five stars, but with an asterisk because nobody can be mad if you get a perfect score. This movie would fall into that realm, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to give it a five asterisk. And then the asterisk, when you look at the bottom of the page, would be 1.5. Ooh. So yeah, Michelle... Uh, disappointed. Mi- Michelle was disappointed and gave it a 1.5. Her story was a whole lot longer. I'll just uh, distill it down to its essence for you there. She won't, mm-hmm. uh, she, she won't score movies low to hurt your feelings, but I mean... I'm I'm a jerk. So no, I'm kidding. I, no, I I agree with I uh, I I uh, at some point, yeah, we're uh, uh, we we've had a lot of talks about this because like uh, I I the more and more that we get into talking about these movies, the more I'm experiencing movies that I don't necessarily think like they're not a poorly made movie. It's not a bad movie uh, per se. Uh, there are just things about it that didn't work for me. This movie, for me, I think has a lot of really interesting ideas, but the script just overall was kind of disjointed. There are little things that they start to do and then never follow up on. Uh, There are things that are there that just make me go, okay, but why? Uh, Which Mm -hmm. leads to it being like a a two-hour movie. Uh, Again, I, I, I hate to be a broken record about so many things we talk about, but I feel like if this were like 90 to 100 minutes rather than a little over two hours and there was a little bit more focus in the script, it would have worked better for me. Uh, so for me, there are things about this movie that I really enjoyed, though. Uh, the the performance by the, the lead performer, Lachlan Watson, we'll talk more about that in the spoiler section, uh, but I loved their performance here. Uh, and uh, there are... There are directorial things that I really enjoy them in and of itself. I just have a little bit of difficulty with how it overall relates to the movie. Like, it felt like there were some stylistic things happening here where somebody just said, oh, that would look cool, but didn't stop to think overall how it was going to play. Uh, I, so I didn't I didn't hate the film by any means. Uh, it just it didn't quite work for me. I'm giving this one two skulls. Two skulls that put us puts us at an average of one point seven five human skulls out of five. Right, specifically human skulls. That's very important to note here, guys. Yeah, I don't think we've ever specified the species of the skull. Um, Shutter does not tell us their rating system, what type of skull it was. I figured we should probably just make I mean, it, make a they, statement that it is do... human skulls. They do generally resemble human skulls, but then again, human skulls generally resemble like Neanderthal skulls and orangutan See? skulls. Why you gotta be specific? You gotta be specify. Specific about it. Now, if we were okay, so let's uh, as, look. Let's take this tangent to its logical extreme, Michelle. If we're saying it was on the average between the two of us as an experience, a one point seven five human skull movie then mm-hmm. what does that translate to if this were, say, uh, chimpanzee skulls? Oh, that's difficult. I was already factoring, like, 30 rat skulls. I, I wasn't oh. thinking, like, a similar skull size. I was thinking, like, 
in proportion to a much smaller rodent. I thought because you had rats, you were going to ask me about rat skulls. That's um, fair. Chimpanzee, I have no idea if their skulls are bigger. They probably are. <laughs> Maybe not. Chimpanzees oh, are smaller. So you're, you're taking this oh, literally like, like the, value of the, <laughs> the value of the skull is based on its size? Is that what you're saying? I'm also like, that's trying how to figure we... out, is it a two-dimensional plane, like a, a chimpanzee skull on top of a human skull, if you're looking at it as an x-ray, would just be slightly smaller? But yet, if you're looking at it on a 3D plane, then I bet you could put like one and a half chimpanzee skulls also are we talking about are the skulls in full form are these like powder skulls because then it's a completely different thing because there's way more material to work with and i feel like that's gonna give a huge variable i feel like i am spiraling i'm spiraling now i regret uh, ever specifying the skulls (laughs) (laughs) so 1.75 1.75 was our average here uh with a caveat from both of us that again we're talking about our experience with the film not necessarily judging Mm -hmm. the film itself uh, uh, because as longtime listeners will tell you, when we genuinely when we genuinely have a problem with a film, we'll tell you we genuinely have a problem with oh, it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, so that's the spoiler-free stuff, guys. If you do want to go check out the film, now would be the time that you want to do that. You want to uh, go do that before we uh, talk about it in detail and spoil a bunch of things. Uh, hit that pause button right about meow. All right then, Michelle. So yeah. uh, again, this is another one, uh, and I think we're kind of on the same page here. This, there, tell us why the movie specifically. Well, I guess again, I'm I'm all uh, jumbled and out of I'm order. I'm ready what for I the summary. Is, I need <laughs> to put in a checklist, is what I need to do, because then I'll remember <laughs> to do all of these things in order. What's happening right now? is my ADHD is like every now like I'll be in the middle of one thing and then another thought is like oh don't forget to do this and then and I, I'm already doing it again Michelle for the people who didn't watch the film would you summarize the story for them please while I try to calm down a little bit this episode is weird we can't do this in the middle of the day ever again oh my god we knew this we knew we can't do midday episodes also um I think that uh we could also just you know edit the episodes after we record them but that sounds awful and I am completely vetoing this I I like the idea of them getting us in our genuine awful socially awkward why are we doing this face let me just point out then what just happened there is you just (laughs) like proposed an action and then immediately vetoed your own proposal this is what it's like to be me (laughs) This, yeah. Anyway, uh, tell, it's tell us about the movie. Is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? It's a bad focus, idea. You idiot. Focus, Michelle. Okay. Focus. Summary. Tell us about the movie. <laughs> okay, I think we both need to breathe. Okay, this movie. It's a very quiet, subdued movie, and our energy does not reflect how this movie is. Where it's uh, it's very um, very you know, ref- uh. Yeah, it's not us. Anyway, there is a person named Chloe Graydon, and they uh, lost their hearing at the age of eight. And now they're doing an experiment in order to see if they can recover their hearing. And they do recover their hearing. And uh, are they having auditory hallucinations? Why is Chloe hitting on their doctor? Who is this weird guy who's kind of like too friendly and a little too personal? Uh, Why is the color in this movie shifting a lot? Oh, man, she's going to get murdered. What happened to all the audio stuff and credits? 
That's basically what this movie was. It was a, it was a lot. It was all over the place. But I do want to start off with some very very high praise for this movie. I mm-hmm. love the sound design. Oh yeah. If not for the yeah. sound design, this I I would have been very much not enjoying this movie for a lot of different reasons. But uh, the way that they bring you in by making it so that everything is so muffled in the way that Chloe is experiencing the world, yes. it really I I love that. Um, I do wish that when she begins using um her reader to understand people, that the audio didn't become completely clear. You know, it, it then becomes crystal clear as though there was no issue, and I feel like it loses a lot of the charm in that and that if there was still some distortion to make it clear that you know she's not hearing everything going on in the world she's just understanding and communicating better I think that that would have been more effective because then when her hearing does come back it would have had a bigger impact because you as the viewer would also have perfect clarity into sound of this world Um, Mm -hmm. so while I loved it I I wish that they had just gone a little bit more experimental with it you know and, and done that for the beginning of the movie and not really gone yeah. back to crystal clear yeah I, I i don't disagree with that also uh in a similar sense um i i like the idea of this experimental procedure uh and and her uh, uh her hearing coming back um it was weird to me that uh the hearing uh that uh i believe i said her hearing i should be this should be there we should point out uh, uh the performer lachlan watson uh who plays chloe in the film uh uh uses they them pronouns and the film itself i don't think ever says the character is she and it is in the description of the okay. movie which is why okay yep i had to clarify that too yeah. yes because lachlan watson is non-binary chloe graydon is uh uses she her pronoun okay perfect so we're and good i I, 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 I didn't flub <laughs> uh just yeah. uh, just good opportunity to point that sort of stuff out by the way it's uh it's a mm-hmm. uh, trans day of visibility uh shout out uh to everybody in our lives uh who is trans or uh, affiliated with lg affiliated is not the word i wanted to I was gonna use say, oh my god and stop it, Jason. are you going trans oh, and trans adjacent no no uh uh but uh uh we we see you we respect you we love you uh trans rights are human rights love is love all that good stuff uh guys uh but um so uh i wish when her hearing comes back when chloe's hearing comes back i wish it hadn't come back so completely immediately i wish it had been more of a process right like i i wish her hearing had become more and more clear the further in we go uh and i i wonder if maybe that was a decision where the because because what happens is her, her hearing does come back crystal clear uh from the procedure uh but then they also start adding more distortion and static and weirdness back in because that's part of the plot of the story, right? So I wonder if that maybe was a part of it. If they said, well, we're going to be putting all of this back in. You know, we we have to make a decision and just let uh, uh, let it go completely right out of the gate. But yeah, I definitely would have liked a little bit more balance there uh, where because I agree that opening sequence and the few sequences they give us where we are experiencing Chloe's sense of hearing uh, is really uh, engaging and absorbing. Like it forces you to pay attention to what's happening on the screen 
because you don't have the sound anymore. Uh, and I thought it was just a, a really effective thing that they maybe could have done a little bit more with. I was fully invested in the story at the beginning, even if it felt yes. kind of off. Um, I will say that you praise Lachlan Watson's performance in this. I loved Lachlan Watson in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I did not mm -hmm. love this performance, but I also don't necessarily think it was their fault. A lot of it is that they're the only person on screen for a lot of this. The tone was set as this being kind of a muted and very kind of soft. Like it's a, I think they said it was the cape or something. Uh, and it's, you know, the fall and everything's very brown and dull. And it's that kind of movie. Not a lot of excitement going on. And also as somebody who hasn't had their hearing and now their hearing is coming back and they're learning to use their voice and communicate better. So it's a very soft movie. But I felt like there's soft performance then just didn't work for me but not necessarily their fault it was the tone of the movie sure um so i i think also at the beginning when they are experiencing this world without um sound and we're watching that that's when i was most engaged in their performance it was when their voice came back and the the hearing loss was no longer a factor that it started losing me much like chloe lost her hearing at age eight am i right uh, <laughs> yeah, when, uh, I when the sound there. came back it felt like them losing their hearing to begin with was just a tool to get to this other product and that it okay. wasn't even necessary to the story. So then it yeah, started they, losing me and becoming more of a traditional thing we've seen. Sure. And, and that actually uh, then uh, brings me nicely to, uh, I mentioned in my spoiler-free thoughts that there were things that on their own in this movie I thought were really brilliant and effective. Uh, but that is that first montage when she wakes up and she realizes she's hearing again. Now, obviously, this had to be somebody uh, who had lost their hearing somewhere along the way, right? Because they, yeah. they have to immediately understand, oh my God, I'm hearing again. Uh, but that whole montage of just the various sounds and, and things that she's doing to hear things, like this, that sequence is like, if you're an ASMR person, oh my God, it is just <laughs> Hearing beautiful ASMR. Yeah, oh. she just, yes, just <laughs> ear pressed to the microwave, listening to the popcorn pop, and it's recorded so uh like so close like there's very little like uh, ambient sound here you're mostly mm -hmm. just listening to the popcorn pop uh with with chloe that sequence was phenomenally well done another example of of the sound design here being i was really, gonna say the sound really design just effective. carries it yeah 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 but um, again uh go ahead Oh, I was just going to uh, divert just a little bit and tell you that I had seen something online about somebody who got their hearing back and they were surprised that the sun didn't make a sound. And uh, I just had to inject that in here because they had never heard before. And then they could suddenly hear and they thought the sun was screaming all the time um, and they were surprised that it's silent. But then it turns out the wow. sun does make sound and just doesn't uh, travel through space and reach us. So I just had to throw yeah. that fun fact in here. Oh, so, well, yeah, it's a, it's, a giant ball, it's a giant ball of burning gas. I bet it sounds an awful lot like fire <laughs> exactly so they were surprised that it didn't make a sound and i've been right. thinking about that since i realized no, that this that, was a movie about somebody getting can you sound. imagine if the sun just went around screaming all day <laughs> that's a rick and morty episode <laughs> oh yes it is oh my god it is wow okay anyway. 
proceed. Uh, <laughs> we are just all uh, over the place. So, it's a Friday, uh, TGIF. Right. Uh, so, guys, uh, obviously, things about this movie that uh, uh, really positive. Here's uh, again where it didn't, uh, where it, it collapses for me. First of all, let me ask you, Michelle. Did uh-huh. you enjoy, say, roughly the first half of this movie, everything up to when she wakes up and uh, and uh, the doctor is gone that next morning because the doctor comes to visit her? They have that sequence where it seems like there might be like a love interest thing developing just out of the blue for no reason at all. More on that in a minute. Uh, and then she wakes up the next morning and Sophia is gone. Um I thought this movie up until Oh, you're not going to let me answer? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ask. No. Uh, uh, so, well, uh, It is rhetorical, but I am in complete agreement that that is where it lost me. That is yeah, the exact yeah. moment. Although for me, it was a little bit earlier. It was when she began hitting on the doctor. I felt physically yeah. uncomfortable to the point that I was pulled out and it never got me back. Yeah, yeah. I want to I talk about that scene because that scene makes so little sense to me in the context of the rest of this movie. It comes completely out of nowhere. There's literally no build to it at all. Uh, And then it's just gone and we never come back to it as a character element or a story element. It felt like it was there because they thought it had to be there. And it just, I, it was so out of place with the rest of everything. It was very uncomfortable and weird. I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts were on that scene. Uh, I physically cringed. It, it made me so uncomfortable. And up until that, um, although Chloe was, you know, very soft spoken and threw me off a little bit, um, I overall had no reason to dislike her. That was when I felt like, Ooh, this is so ooh, oh no oh Chloe what are you doing that it just it removed me now I was kind of on a oh this is you're misguided or something has gone wrong and I don't like it <laughs> right yeah it's it's I mean I, I think there's like I don't not understand it right what they're clearly trying to do is like a uh, what's the name I'm looking for uh, a Florence Nightingale effect sort of thing you know it's uh uh, it's her doctor. She's a an attractive young lady. She's also done these incredible uh, things to help uh, Chloe get her hearing back. And, you know, this. But it just has nothing at all to do with the rest of the movie. And it's very, uh, uh, very awkward and very unpleasant in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't understand it at all. I think part of it, too, is that it is right after one of those moments that is one of the highlights for the film for me. There are uh, three specific highlights, so I'll just talk about them really quick. The first is the opening and experiencing the world as Chloe's experiencing it without sound um, or at least very muffled sound, which we talked about Um The second one, which we haven't talked about yet, is her drilling through the floor, placing the light so that she can go a floor down and see where that sound is coming from now. That I thought was just 
just beautiful. The way that she steps into the light and is now blue while everything behind her is red is such a beautiful image. You see the the dust floating through the air. I thought that was one of the most beautiful scenes from, from this entire movie. But one of the other ones was when she's in the bar... Uh, talking to her doctor and uh, she starts smiling because her soda sounds like static. Um, and I thought that was like a, wow, I've never realized that. And as a viewer, you realize that's kind of creepy because obviously static has a lot going on, but for somebody p to pick up that sound and find a way to loop it back into the static, I thought that was very beautiful. And the way that she had been just hearing music in the bar and just zoning out and the lights change, all of that was just so beautiful and then right after that I was physically uncomfortable and then the movie just the plot went off the rails <laughs> yeah it uh from that point forward when they start delving into you know what's happening here um it, it brings me to more things like I, I mentioned where uh I just don't understand uh why they were there there's this little thing uh that they hint at in Chloe's flashbacks uh, and uh, Hank uh, talks about it, uh, but uh, Joshua uh, has some sort of connection to animal mutilation, and it's unclear if it's maybe like, maybe it's just like some kind of taxidermy, but maybe it's something else. Uh, they, they, they hint at this, and they like there's a couple of particularly gruesome mutilated animals in, in the film. You should probably be aware of that. Maybe we should have said something earlier, but uh, here we are. Um, but again, that's just there, and they never address it. They never do anything with it. It's like the only reason it's there is to try and add to Josh being a red herring and and make it more believable that he might be the bad guy. And I feel like there was plenty to make it seem like Josh might be the bad guy. I mean, they introduce him in a creepy, blurred-out shot in the background at that store, and then he just follows her out of the store and watches her walk down the street. That okay? Success! You've done it. You've established your red herring, uh, and I just—he's watching like that was, her in her house from another building. Yeah, was that yeah, not like, enough? Yeah, I don't—I I don't need the mutilated animals. I don't know uh, what you were driving at there, uh, except to maybe—I don't know—maybe you wanted to put uh, mutilated birds in your movie. I don't know, but uh, so that was odd. And then that whole scene where, like. Here's what I thought was happening, right? I thought, like, I had this complete idea, of, and it comes from that scene you were talking about where she drills through the floor, and then she shines the light and goes down, and she marks an X on the floor. They did this brilliant thing that was so effective that it led me to this thought. I thought she was inevitably going to find her mother's corpse under the house. Like, because when they first introduce that noise, she's up in her bedroom and she moves mm -hmm. her head around on the floor and it gets louder and softer based on where her head is. And so she figures, okay, this is the loudest spot. That's where she drills the hole. And then when she goes down, it's even louder mm -hmm. on that floor. And I thought, okay, so this is like a, her mom didn't disappear. She's dead. She's in that house. It was probably her dad that did it. 
and and she's just she's hearing her mom like it was pretty obvious pretty quickly that she was hearing her mom's ghost right uh, but I like I I thought that would have been a, a really effective story, even having sort of had that thought, like that just that idea of the physically closer we get to the ghost or the corpse, uh, you know, it it, it you've I, like similar to uh, have you ever seen Stir of Echoes? I don't remember. That's uh, doesn't mean very that I haven't early, seen like, it. But Sixth yeah. Sense era, late '90s ghost movie. Uh, anyway. Reminded me mm-hmm. of the story in that in, in a lot of wow. ways. Wow, spoiler alert uh, for a movie I, probably from like the 80s or something. I, <laughs> I didn't say, I said it reminded you. me of the story in that movie. But then the uh, Sixth Sense, wow, does, are there ghosts in that movie too? You want to ruin everything? <laughs> I did Proceed. at one point sit here uh, watching this film and be like, oh, I hear dead people. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I uh, uh, I thought that was a, an interesting element. Uh, I'm not even sure where I was going with that uh, to begin with because you derailed uh, me with the <laughs> elements that don't quite fit. I have another one, right. and this is particularly why I wanted to leave the second sentence off the description because it was also something I wanted to talk about. Um, so. The IMDb description says Chloe Graydon undergoes an experimental procedure to restore her hearing. You guys heard that unless you skipped the beginning of the episode and just got to this point. Then, hello, welcome. (laughs) We watch Shudder. But then the second sentence. So she begins to suffer from auditory hallucinations related to the vanishing of her mother. My issue is that her doctor assumes that she's having auditory hallucinations because she didn't disclose that she's on medication. And I thought that was another thing that didn't have to be added. Um, It felt completely unnecessary, like, oh, now you're painting her as a crazy person. But this is a person who hasn't heard anything for 12 years. How is she supposed to know if something is a hallucination? Like, if she hears a lawnmower outside, does she remember what that sound is? You know, everything Mm -hmm. probably feels like a hallucination because you're trying to figure out where is this sound coming from. Everything is so loud and so overwhelming that I felt like that was unnecessary to be like, oh, you're hallucinating. It's like, no, she might just be hearing a vacuum cleaner and she can't (laughs) see it and doesn't remember. Like, I I thought it was just ridiculous to try to throw that in. And that was just another thing, like the red herring where it's like, oh, this is obvious or like drilling and finding the body. Like, yeah, we've seen this Mm -hmm. before. And then like, oh, you're clearly crazy because you're on antidepressants. It felt like they took a lot of movie tropes and put them in this film that started out so beautifully. And then the ending turns into yet another movie trope and drove me i hate oh i hated the ending i was mad about it um anyway, oh yeah before we get to what the part ending. Of, what, no tell yeah. me what you tell me specifically what you didn't like about the ending <sighs> the fact that it just turns into her running away from a killer something we've seen oh okay so I see many times i thought you were talking about like literally like the last 10 15 seconds the ending ending oh but no, that that was fine. It, it was just the yeah, fact that it's it like, just, oh, all of this build up with this really fascinating auditory experience and using all this sound design. Yeah. And then you're just putting me in the ending of a slasher film. I was yeah. so disappointed. And that really I mean, I love the sound design. Like I said, I love Lachlan Watson. I didn't love this performance, but I didn't hate it either. And like I said, there were a lot of parts that brought me in but the second half just went off the rails and then that ending was just like i've seen this why didn't you keep doing the stuff that you were doing in the beginning you didn't need all of this it was so beautiful 
and once again bringing me to something that they they just briefly dumped in here but then didn't do anything with uh there is that element of so she starts to get her hearing back but now she can hear these things but then we also find out that apparently Josh can hear some of these things as well and so he built all this equipment to try and hear it better and then we find out that apparently the killer hears these things too but we just find those things out incidentally and they never do anything with it at all it's just like oh no that's you're just hearing the ghosts that's it yep man there's no like there's no depth here there's no it's just like it's literally a device is all it is there's no there's no story in that element it's just like oh some people can hear ghosts <laughs> okay yeah great i hear dead people like you, you said went to it's a just... lot of, you went to a lot of effort to create a situation that ultimately amounts to oh sometimes people can hear ghosts and when she got her hearing back she could hear ghosts now and it turns but out it's also, not even... the, also the person who killed her mother happens to be able to hear ghosts too it's that's it's what i was so gonna say it's not weird. even as straightforward the the plot has to or the script has to do this thing where it's like yeah. oh now you can also hear the ghosts, but not everybody can hear the ghosts, but you can. And also the person who killed your mom. It's not like, oh, suddenly you're hearing ghosts and that makes sense. It still can't even do that straightforward. It just, it was so complicated. And the beginning was so slow and had these long scenes and her, you know, freshening up the house yeah. and these texts yeah. back and forth with her father. And then we just get bombarded with so much stuff. I kind of have a theory that what they were trying to do, and this might be giving them too much credit but I I will give them the credit because I really didn't like it otherwise um I think when her hearing got came back she was so overwhelmed by the sound that then what they were trying to do was overwhelm us with the story in the way that she had all of this information coming in we were getting all this information we were feeling very uncomfortable about her first time flirting since getting her hearing back probably in the way that she felt uncomfortable flirting with the first time getting her hearing back and getting her learning to hear her voice and then hearing herself hating on somebody and being like oh god is that what I sound like you know maybe they were just trying to make us feel overwhelmed in the way that Chloe was because I don't understand otherwise how we went from such a simple beautiful beginning of the story to yeah. what we got at the end yeah, there's so it, uh, much it it <sighs> turns a corner and uh, again for for me as well the story just falls apart uh, which is real unfortunate because I, I do agree with you uh, again, sound design in the movie is fantastic. I also want to point out, uh, while the sound design is definitely a focus because it's a movie about hearing loss and regaining your hearing, uh, it, 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 there's also, uh, in addition to not just that that shot you mentioned, because it is a, a beautiful shot when that light is shining down through the floor and your uh, the focus is pulled close so you can see the dust and then it shifts in on her. Uh, mm -hmm. and the dust completely vanishes, even though the camera itself has not moved. All that happened is they adjusted the, the, the lens to change the focus. And so there's almost like a ghost effect there, right? Because like we know it's there, but it's not there anymore. Uh, I thought that was great. Just, like I mentioned the shot when, uh, when she's in the store and Josh just kind of steps into the background in, in blurry focus. I thought... Some of the stuff they did with, like, the static and lights from the TV, uh, especially in that heightened energy climax, even though it was, from a story perspective, a very by-the-book 
uh, uh, sort of, oh, there's a murderer ending. Uh, I thought they did some interesting visual things there. One thing I wish they had done in relation to those visual things is at least tell me one, give me, give me one suggestion as to maybe why all of these videotapes look like you're watching scrambled cable, uh, you know, trying to see titties when you're 15 years old, you know, uh, at home. Uh, like what? Wait, like was, was is that? The VC, was the I didn't VCR go through that phase. So okay. <laughs> like was the VCR damaged? All the tapes were the tapes literally possessed by ghosts? I don't know. I, like, I was going to say ghosts, electrical interference, maybe. Right. And I maybe. guess maybe the idea is it's tied into uh, that same stuff that Josh was talking about with all of his monitoring. But then, like, how did they ever watch movies at this place, right? They're just, um, yeah, just another thing. But uh, as a production, the sound design and visually is some really enjoyable stuff here. Uh, I, uh, I'm definitely going to go back. And because here's what I do know is this movie was directed by Jeff Brown, uh, Jeffrey A. Brown, but was written by Michael and Sean Rasmussen. Uh, Jeffrey A. Brown's first Shudder original, uh, The Beach House, is one that he also wrote. And so I'm going to go back and check that one out, I think, to see... Uh, you know, if, if there's, uh, uh, you know, how it compares to this and see if maybe I, I'm able to get something more out of his direction, not specifically his direction of his own story, but just his direction of somebody else's script, right? Because it, mm -hmm. I think ultimately you distill this down and, and from the discussion, it seems like from most of, most of our problems with this is just the story just wasn't there. Right. It just wasn't yeah. it wasn't in growth, at least for the second half of the movie. It uh, it started building up these great ideas and then just kind of collapsed on itself. Yeah. Now I'm uh, looking at his INDB, meaning uh, Jeffrey A. Browns, and I'm fascinated uh -huh. that most of his career has been location management on things that I enjoy. Yeah. He's only directed four things, but he was additional crew for many things, and he did location management on the OA, which the first season was great, The Dead Don't Die, uh, Girls, The Wolf of Wall Street, location scout for that. So I just think that's interesting that maybe he got really good at figuring out, you know, like how the setting is so important to this movie, this uh, remote cabin that that's how he was able to nail the atmosphere of this empty house with nobody except Chloe oh, in it. That's that also something, that. something I wanted to, to point out. And I'm glad you mentioned that uh, is one thing I, I just really enjoyed about this movie from a, a set perspective is um, like even Chloe's house is not like some big extravagant lake house, right? I guess a decent house. It's it's certainly more than a lot of people could afford, but it's not like your typical extravagant lakeside horror mansion. And then there's also like like those cottages that uh, that Josh's mom owns and he lives in one of them and they're just I like that it didn't uh, it, it didn't go for like the the ritzy seaside resort sort of thing. It's still the vacation place, but this is a vacation place where like normal people would go, right? And you just you just don't see that sort of thing very often. I thought that was a pretty unique selection. 
I grew up in an area very similar to this because, of course, Minnesota, lots of lakes. So lots of lake houses. Our town was in between many different lakes. Um, and so feeling or uh, you're correct that we don't see that a lot in film. And it did feel kind of nice and evoke the sense of nostalgia because it's kind of like cabins but they're not a destination place where you're just going for a weekend it's a cabin you actually live in and right. you don't see that very often where it's a lake house you know that it's actually it's not a lake house it's a lake home <laughs> right 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 that's a good way to put it also i need yeah. to however uh i need to talk to joshua about what the fuck are those weird yellow smears all over his walls that was like I get that they were trying to make the place look filthy, but that I I'm, I'm, I'm on second thought maybe I don't want to ask that question because there were just these random weird yellow smears all over the wall and it was super gross. I just don't want to have a conversation with Joshua at all. I'd probably block him on Facebook and then move yeah, on with my life. That's probably uh, Joshua. Shout out, like, <laughs> oh, uh, shout I was out gonna to say that, that actor. Oh. <laughs> Uh, stop yeah. it Brendan I'm sorry Meyer. shout out to that actor yeah good yeah, Brendan <laughs> Meyer you did an incredible job of being real fucking creepy bud <laughs> yeah if they had taken just a couple steps back you know remove the smears on the wall remove the uh, taxidermy remove as much of the creepy stalker vibe and then it turns out he's just fascinated with the house and he and Chloe go on this like auditory adventure to figure out what's going on together which is what I kind of thought was happening but I had already become so uncomfortable about Joshua as a character that I didn't want him to become a bigger part of the film but if that's a different direction that they had gone with that that also would have been fine um, I think we've seen this with other films but when movies have multiple writers sometimes it feels like their ideas don't come together and I think that really happened with this and I'm wondering if they just kind of kept putting parts together that didn't mesh you know well, it's, it's kind of what it feels that you like say that uh this film uh -oh. was written by michael rasmussen and sean rasmussen uh they mm -hmm. each have a total of six writer credits and they're all the same uh they mm -hmm. are a writing so they team. are a writing duo they have, yes and i'm gonna guess brothers based on the fact that they have the same last name uh, but, uh, yeah, there are six films that they've written. The only one, uh, that I recognize by name is called The Ward from 2010, which was the last oh. feature film ever directed by John Carpenter to date, as of right now. You never know when the man's gonna come back around. But, the Ward uh, was very good at setting atmosphere and then went a little off the rails, too. I, I liked the ward, but it, it suffered from some of what this film does, if I'm remembering the word correctly, which based on the poster, I have not forgotten. But um, yeah. it, it did kind of the same thing where it was it started great and then it went a little too crazy. So maybe this is just their style and I'm I'm not a fan of their style. Could very but I, well oh, be. and they did crawl. Crawl did the same thing for me, where it started and I was intrigued, and then went a little off the rails. Okay, I've seen a lot of their stuff, and there are a lot of people who like it, but I just might not enjoy it. Well, it just Michelle, might not be for me then. Maybe you've learned something about yourself today. I've learned that Crawl, The Inhabitants, and Dark Feed—three movies out of the six that they have written—have very similar movie posters. That's what I. Yeah, learned. they do. They really do. <laughs> 
that looks like a trilogy. And now I want to go back and watch them where the last movie of the trilogy winds up being Crawl, which is the girl from Skins is escaping an alligator. I don't know what the first two movies in that series (laughs) look like, but I'm going to find out. (laughs) Oh, well, guys, yeah. uh, so that's our, I, I think, everything that needs to be said by either one of us about uh, everything about that could unheard. be said. <laughs> yeah. We have nothing uh, left. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, uh, all, as always, uh, we strongly recommend uh, you at least, you know, give it your, your, your own shot. Uh, if it sounds like something you might even remotely be into, it's available on Shutter right now as of today. Uh, but, uh, yeah, give it a watch. See what you think. Uh, maybe you, uh, maybe you'll be like these two don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's entirely possible. Uh, (laughs) you know, I, I listened to our conversation just now, uh, for the last 40, almost 50 minutes. Um, and I agree that we might not know what we're talking about. (laughs) We might just be a couple of weirdos who have entirely too much free time. We absolutely are. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you appreciate that weirdness, guys, uh, I, I mentioned earlier we are all over social media. Uh, it's at We Watch Shutter on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, we've had an at We Watch Shutter TikTok for God, how long now, Michelle? <laughs> Almost a year. <laughs> Almost a year. How many uh, how many TikToks have we posted, Michelle? Um, how many have we posted? Zero. How many thoughts do I have written down and at least somewhat uh, come to uh, to finish and have folders of material and things half started? Many. But how many times have I lost my nerve and decided that nobody wants to see this? All of them. <laughs> Every single one. Every <laughs> so single our, one. So our TikTok remains empty for now. Um, I keep thinking of really like things. I'm like, this is really funny for me, which means no one else will like it. <laughs> I... Uh... Uh, so yeah, you can you can get at us there. You can shoot us an email if you still do that. Mail at wewatchshutter.com. We have yet to receive a single listener email, Michelle, and that makes me sad. Somebody email us a movie review request. Yeah, we've got <laughs> okay, messages so everywhere. We got Facebooks. We I was going to say messages, we get messages. We get tweeted. But you want email? <laughs> Nobody's sending us any damn emails. I set up this email for a reason. Well, I set up this email to use it to log into Podbean. Is why I did it, but it's fine. Oh, I used it uh, for my Pornhub account. Um, I figure oh, I didn't I mean, want it whatever. linked to my real one. I That's actually, fine. uh, fun fact, because why not? We're already this far into it. Uh, oh, I do have a Pornhub account, w- not I as was... a poster. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. I have a Pornhub account, and it's because back when Hamilton was not on Disney+, Plus, there was a video on Pornhub called Our Founding Fathers Getting Freaky in the Cabinet, and it was a bootleg version of Hamilton, and it was the only access I had to be able to watch it because I'm a broke bitch. So I got a Pornhub account just so I could download our freaky fathers getting freak or our founding fathers getting freaky in the cabinet. Um, and then it got taken off of Pornhub and now I have it on Disney, so it's fine. Um, but I just need you to know that's why I have a Pornhub account, or at least that's what I'm telling people. You <laughs> the well see here's the thing is we you could have gone your entire life without ever admitting that to anybody, Michelle. But why would I do that? 
<laughs> I need to tell somebody. I need. It's in my heart. I told friends, hey, go get a Pornhub account. Here's the link. I promise it's not actually porn. And I can't believe how many of my friends trusted me, but they actually did. And they all got Pornhub accounts. You're welcome, Pornhub. I'm getting people to sign up to Shutter and Pornhub. These are my two. I'm an influencer, JD. <laughs> I'm just terrified that this is going to turn into we watch Pornhub and I really don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Can we? Can that be our Patreon? I have so many things. Although We have so many things to show you. Okay. Facts. uh, You know, uh, here we are. I'm pretty sure that it was the Pornhub link that I sent you uh, back when we had that long conversation about Joe D'Amato. Uh, who made Anthropophagus and all sorts of other fucked up movies and then eventually just started making horror pornography. Uh, he has a movie called Porno Holocaust. And I was like, it's like a, like a cannibal movie, but then there's also fucking in it. Uh, and it's from Italy in like the early 80s. And so I found a link and sent it. Did you ever watch Porno Holocaust, Michelle? Uh, I did bookmark it, but I have not watched it yet because I'm like, every time I'm like, hmm, do I feel like por- watching porno Holocaust or something good? Um, something good always wins out. Uh, except the other day I made that decision and then I lost anyway because it was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I'm still very mad about. And I would like to do oh, a bonus episode about. I would I like to do I'm a bonus to, episode. Guess I'm gonna, where did you see it? <laughs> did you see it on, uh, uh, on, the, on the VOD? Uh, yes, the VOD. Well, then I can't remember which one we maybe used. Michelle. We haven't done one of these in a while. Maybe I will give it a watch and we'll do a, we'll do a ghoul blog. That would be great because I was live tweeting to friends how I know many ways to make Winnie the Pooh scary, and they did not implement any of them. Oh, so I'm still just, listeners, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm this is your sneak they, preview. They, they called it blood and honey. But they didn't spell honey H-U-N-N-Y like Pooh spells it on his honey jar. I thought that was the most obvious fucking thing and they didn't do it. I promise that's not going to be the most obvious thing about that movie that then upsets you that they didn't do it. (laughs) I'm going to give you a hint. It has to do with clothing choices. We're going to watch this movie. We're going to do a ghoul blog. Okay. We're going to do a gold. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for once again <laughs> tuning in to another episode of We Watch Shutter. Check us out on all the social medias. Check out WeWatchShutter.com. What are we talking about next week, Michelle? Did I did I sneak it in on you Probably again? porn. Somehow probably porn. Uh, but the movie will be called We Go On, and it is not on Pornhub, sadly. It, it is, is on, a, uh, it's on X Shutter. Rabbit, X Hamster. Oh, oh, good Lord. It's on uh, it's on Shutter, guys. We go mm-hmm. on. It's an archive title, so we'll be talking about that one next week. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think that's about it. Say good afternoon, Michelle. <laughs> good afternoon, Michelle. Makes no sense out of context because usually it's say good night, Michelle, and then I say good night, but saying good afternoon is very different at the end of the episode. Okay, bye. Oh, Have a great weekend. God, say good night, Michelle. <laughs> good night, Michelle. <laughs>